Welcome back to Painted Basketball. I'm your host, Biko. Joined with my co-host, Charles. Today, we're here to talk about the NBA. Now, for starters, we're going to talk about uh, Becky Hammond. Now, she was the first woman to ever coach an NBA game because Greg Popovich got ejected. I think it was like like in the second quarter, third quarter, something like that. And this was against the Lakers. Now, they lost, but I mean, she made history, so that's cool. Uh, Charles, what do you think about this? Yeah, it was a good game. Good coach. Um, it two there was two uh, major history that was being made. I just forgot how to spoke in, speak English. Um, there was a lot of history being made on that night in that game. Also in that game, uh, LeBron James had his one thousandth consecutive ten point game that he played in, which is kind of insane. And this goes back to 2005 or 2007, I think, which is crazy to think that in every game he's played in since, he's dropped at least 10 points. And that's including that Christmas Day game against the Warriors when he first joined the Lakers, where he got injured in like the second quarter. No, so he, he got injured in the third quarter because they were like beating him by like nine points. And then remember the Lakers like extended their lead to like 30 or something. Yeah, I do remember. Murder. I do remember that game though. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, it that was a very important night in basketball history. It was pretty cool to see. Um, for everyone that you can be an NBA head coach and you can do whatever you really want to. There's no more gender and race barriers anymore. It's harder to get there for sure, but you can get to the top and you can be pretty good. Um, Becky Hammond should have a job with the Washington Wizards because uh, Scott Brooks is a bad coach. I want to go there next. Free Bradley Beal. Free. <laughs> dropped 60. They got beat. He dropped 37 in, four, in three quarters. They got beat. And it seems like Scott Brooks doesn't want to give him the ball in the fourth quarter. He just sits him for the four minutes. He gets cold and gets six shots in the fourth quarter. You're talking about the Sixers game, right? In both the Sixers game and the Celtics game, I believe. I mean, but for for the Sixers game, I I I, I, I was watching that game, and wasn't he like tired or something? He was, but he sat him for five minutes straight, and then they gave him six shots in the rest of the fourth quarter. Yeah, Westbrook threw them out of the game. He just Westbrook kept shooting contested three point shots. And other guys were taking bad shots when a guy literally has 57. And I think he almost, he finished with 60 because Ben Simmons was the good guy and fouled him. Right. Shout out to Ben Simmons. But yeah, um, like give him the shots in that fourth quarter. And Westbrook hasn't... I Westbrook's a great player, but he hasn't really been helping them so far. Man, like, Bert, Bertons was good in that game, though. Bertons was lighting them up. And Avdias looked pretty good recently. He had a good game on Saturday, which is the day we're recording. And, yeah, he he was he played really good. Uh, Bert, and Bertons played really good as well. I, I like this Wizards team. The They lost the John Wall trade so far. They, they've lost the John Wall trade so far. I can say that with confidence because... John Wall has looked good with the Rockets, and Westbrook just hasn't helped them. He doesn't fit what they're trying to accomplish, in my opinion. And their defense on that team is horrendous. My, Thomas Bryant just got injured with a sore knee. Hopefully, he gets better, but yeah. Bro, I told you that the Rockets won that trade, and I said it too. Uh, when the trade happened and we were reviewing it and stuff, I was like, man, the Rockets on the trade, even though I like Westbrook really, I like Westbrook a lot yeah. as a player. I was just like, man, the Rockets got uh, a selfless player uh, mm-hmm. alongside Harden who can defer. And sometimes that's, that's that kind of like when Wall defers, he really shouldn't be because uh, the Rockets played the Pacers recently and James Harden, shot them out of the game basically mm-hmm. so i feel like john wall can take over this season so far he's been kind of reluctant to take over but he has the ability to be the second option and russell westbrook's a player who you kind of have to build around and you can't really plug him into a new situation without 
you have to build around it. Yeah, I mean, and that's why they traded uh, Clint Capella. Right. Because he, I mean, just to center Open around Westbrook. Yeah, 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 after after they traded Capella, Westbrook had a great stretch of games. He, yes. went, he was averaging like 37 and 8. He was playing outstanding. And, but he's, you can't just plug him into a system. So I, so far the Rockets have won that trade out. If Thomas Bryant is out, we'll see how he plays without Thomas Bryant. But Thomas Bryant has been really good for this uh, Wizards team so far. He's, he's been like one of their only good defenders, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not great, but he's, he's getting the job done and he's playing hard on that end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and. If your team doesn't have a lot of, like, at least decent defenders, I mean, mm-hmm. Westbrook plays with a lot of energy, but, like, as, ter- as far as being, like, in- oh, excuse me, in terms of being a good defender, I I mean, I mean, he's, he's not decent. bad anymore. He's okay. I mean, he, he, he was better, you know. He's mm-hmm. probably taking a step back, but he still plays with a lot of energy, and that's something that the Wizards, I, they need sometimes, and sometimes... They honestly just don't need it. They need to give the ball to Bradley Beal because he is, in my opinion, he's, he's their top scorer. I think we could both both agree on that. Bradley Beal is 1,000% their top scorer. I say Westbrook is the best all-around player mm-hmm. sometimes because, like, sometimes when he can shoot uh, the Wizards out of the game, and he's done that so far. But, I mean, Bradley Beal, for the most part, He's he's played really well, he, like excellent. I know he. Uh, I I remember they playing the Bulls, uh, and I don't think we talked about this, but they were in the game and they they really should have won that game. But Bradley mm-hmm. Beal had lost the ball in mid in midair, uh, and that kind of that was unfortunate, and he made them lose that game. But besides mm-hmm. that, it's really been I, I say it's really been Westbrook's fault and mm-hmm. Scott Brooks's fault because right. well Westbrook. Even though he shot them out of games and has, I don't want to say he's stat padded, but he has in a, I feel like he he has in a way stat padded, but it's this this um this team is not performing well because of the coach. Yeah, I feel like Scott Brooks is putting Westbrook as that number one option instead of uh, Bradley Beal, who really should be the number one scoring an offensive option on that team right and i kind of i see where he's coming from where scott brooks is coming from trying to put westbrook as the number one option of the team because if you think about it westbrook is probably the best all-around player as i just said moments ago he's the best all-around player on the wizards uh better than bradley bill all around like so assists rebounds uh points i say bradley bill but you know besides that westbrook got it uh and he's a great scorer in his own right um but like I see where you're coming from, where you want to center around him because he could, um, he's he's a good playmaker, I guess. Uh, it's, that's shown on the stats. I don't know about actually in the game, but We're not winning games. And Bradley, I like Bradley Beal's mentality. He said, he he basically said, I don't care what I'm do. I don't care the points that I put up. He just wants to win games. Yeah. And uh, he said we couldn't guard a parked car, so he. It's it's frustrating to see a guy who's gotten so much better. He used to be a he just used to be a role player, a good role player, up and coming guy, to becoming one of the best scorers in the NBA. And now he's in this situation where he's dropping sixty and forty on like two games two games in a row and losing those games. And it's just frustrating to see for a team that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what else, what more can you do? It seems like if you drop 100 points uh, total in two games, what are you supposed right. to do? You can't ask for more from Bradley Beal. Yeah. He's he's done everything. And I, I'm very curious to what's going on inside their GM's head um, as to, like, what's going on with Westbrook. Is, is Westbrook still that guy for them? Is or they have to have a talk with Scott Brooks and Scott Brooks has to look and see that going to Westbrook like he is hasn't been working. The Wizards they're it, it's weird with them cuz I know at the beginning of the year when the 538 website and you just pointed this out a couple minutes ago um they were right, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they were right. 538 has been right so far. I'm sorry we kind of trashed their whole name. Um, but they've been right. And it's it's going to come down to the coaching. I think yeah. um, Scott Brooks has to be fired. He has to be fired before the end of this season. I would like to... If they, if they go t- through 20 games and they don't win eight... I w- they need to win twelve at a, they need to finish with a twelve and eight record at the end of twenty games. I think they're two and seven now. They 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 have to start winning games. They have maybe ten games, ten and ten. Go ten and ten through ten games, and no 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 no. Finish with like a twenty like a like a a ten and ten record is what you're saying, right? Yeah, through twenty games, go ten and ten. Until when the the 20th game, they should be 10 and 10. If they're not, if they're 5 and 15, Scott Brooks has to go. Yeah. I'm giving Scott Brooks 12 more games maximum. And if he's not, if he doesn't have that team, at least 500, he has to go. Unless one player just being bad. And so far, it hasn't been. It's just been how he's using the players. Was he the coach last year for the Wizards? He was. And he was Westbrook's coach in OKC. I think when they... When they made the finals, maybe he was yeah. a coach in OKC with Westbrook. Um, so maybe he just has that implicit bias, but he's been playing through him and it hasn't been working so far. Yeah. Well, moving on to Steph Curry, uh, he's had a great week for the most part. Uh, I know he had a 13 point game uh, versus the Clippers. And then he came back and they had a double double. 25. They came down from like 22 points. And they went on like a twenty-six to three run. Yeah, he dropped like thirty-eight and eleven uh, mm-hmm. last night. But I mean, the main story was he set a career high, well, his own career high, uh, and I think a record for the chase for Chase Center was sixty-two. Mm-hmm. That that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, he, Look at Curry, man. <laughs> man, and that was that was crazy because uh, Flight was overreacting. I, I was watching his highlights and he was overacting, calling him the greatest player of all time and stuff. But I mean, I'm not this saying this is the what greatest. I expected from Steph Curry. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time, but this this was a legendary performance. This, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a regular season game, but against uh, a great defending team and the the Portland Trailblazers, they have good guys they can throw on them. They right. have Roko, uh, Derek Jones Jr. He dropped 62 on all their heads. Um, great game from Curry. I expect him to have 350 bombs at least this season. Um, I've been, I really hope this happens. I want to see him do great. Um, I don't want the Warriors to win. But when the war, when the Warriors supporting cast is okay, when they're good, Wiggins was good against that Clippers team. When the Warriors supporting yeah. cast, he, he against the Clippers in the second game, Wiggins was good. Oh, he hit that dagger three yeah. or, over Paul George. Oh, that was savage. Yeah, that was Wiggins, probably his best play of the season. Mm-hmm. When Wiggins and Ubre, well, Ubre, he's shooting like five percent from three. He's been bad, but when the supporting cast is good, Curry can dominate. The supporting cast has to make they have to make the guys guard them, and then that team is going to be really good. Yeah, um, and Curry, I mean, he, he was named player of the week uh, for, well, probably for his performance, but for his play all week, he's really stepped it up uh, against pretty solid teams. And in terms of the Blazers, I think that was a little bit of revenge because Damian Lillard was basically disrespecting him, disrespecting his skills uh, before they played back-to-back games. And so I think that really lit a fi- fire under Curry. And made him go off in both of those games. I think he had like 30 points or or something in the first game, um, even though they lost. But, I mean, this is what we need to see from Curry if he wants to win MVP. If he wants to um, – or not not if he wants to win MVP. If he wants his team to make the playoffs, we need stuff like this. Like, we need performances like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're probably going to – like, if they, if they do, like, stay in contention, they'll probably make, like, a playing game or something. I don't see them ahead of the seventh seed, so I do. You do? I do not at this point. Oh. I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because like sometimes like it's like for me, Andrew Wiggins 
is the most important part of this team, in my opinion. Because him and Ubre. If if well, if if at least one of those two uh, are are shooting well, then that can open up that that can open up Curry and like you see his performance dropping sixty two. Right. Uh, I I don't know if one of them had a good game or not. I, I didn't really check that because I was, we were all f- focused on Curry. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins, like him playing great, elevates the rest of the team's play. Uh, so Curry, I mean, he's not on a very good team, but I mean, James Wiseman isn't really gonna help. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't say wait wait wait. I don't I don't say he's not gonna help. But it's not going to take the pressure off of Curry if he puts up 20 a game and no one else does anything besides him and Curry. Yeah, the return of Draymond has been great for this team. Yeah. Uh, he know, he, A lot of those guys, Curry's a hard player to play with, but he's more adaptable. Like, in comparison to Russell Westbrook, he's more adaptable. He's he's You have to learn how to play with him. And the teams, when Oubre is shooting 5% from three point from the three point line you don't have to guard him you can go over and triple team curry so him and wiggins on the wings they have to be able to knock down their open shots so teams can't just triple team steph curry so he can be able to pass it out to them and they can make a shot if they can do that if they can knock down 60 percent of their open threes wide open threes when curry is triple teamed it's gonna bring their defenders back over to them and curry is gonna be able to wreck havoc like he normally does that's yeah. the key to this warriors team being great it, or at least in contention but the, the their ceiling is not very high as a team right when i see this team being great i see their ceiling as a six seed with no injuries in that in the top of the western conference yeah. that's their absolute ceiling one thing about this team, and I forgot to mention this about the Rockets, they're fun to watch. They are. When Curry's on, he's on. Yeah. <laughs> Must see TV. Must see TV. People Definitely. forget how fun Steph Curry is and how good he is as a player. And even though I don't really like him as a player, I like LeBron and stuff, he's still fun to watch at the end of the day. Exactly. Like, I mean, those threes can get annoying sometimes. I know it did. When it going when it's going against your team, it's annoying. Yeah. But just watching him for the love of the game, it's some of the most fun basketball to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he he's he's just made the game fun. I don't think he gets enough respect from players like Damian Lillard who's disrespecting him. That's uh, why a lot of kids look up to him and like you see a bunch of the Warriors bandwagon because <laughs> Uh, it, that I'm just gonna say it how it is. The Warriors bandwagon has happened because Curry is such a fun player to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do fault him for being bandwagons, but at the same time, I mean, you can't blame those kids. Like, it's fun watching fun basketball. Like, you're not right. just trying to watch like like a a team today that could be seen as boring is the Pacers because they just do like they're like they're like the modern they're day really, spurs they're really fundamental very fundamental uh i mean you got sabonis and turner well and we'll talk about them in a second but you got sabonis and turner as power forward and center uh and then you got a couple threes from uh, malcolm brogdon uh but i mean tj warren is probably the most fun player on their team because he's out. Um, but he's out so i mean they they're they're really keen on fundamentals uh but Speaking of the Pacers, they have had uh, a great week. I know they they just lost to the Suns a couple hours ago. I'm but... sorry for disrespecting them. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> give, I'm gonna I'm gonna take back what I said. That team is good. Sabonis yeah. is good. I didn't. I was not watching Sabonis last year. I'm I'm not even gonna lie because the Pacers did not get nationally televised games. When I'm I'm now I'm able to watch Sabonis. He is such a good player in the post, and he can get hot. And Malcolm Brogdon, he takes good shots. I've been, t- I was talking to Biko. He takes high quality shots and high percentage shots only. He doesn't really. He's not a player who's gonna. He can make tough shots, but he doesn't take them. But he didn't shoot terrible. Uh, in this yeah, last he had game. a he had a bad game against the Suns. He was like four for eighteen. I wasn't paying very close attention, but I was watching it um, sparingly. He, he he can be on and off, but he takes high percentage shots, and I like that. But it doesn't make for the most exciting game. 
Right, and I mean, they're probably them and the Lakers are my favorite teams and stuff. Uh, but that game against the Pelicans, like the end. Of, I don't know if you saw like the highlights or whatever. Uh, I think I watched. I watched part of it, yeah. But like the ending was fun because they were down by six for like twenty three seconds. Oladipo got in his back. He's he's very clutch. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. He's Oladipo. Oladipo's nice. He's clutch. I mean, and even though he doesn't have like the best games, like he he shot six for twenty the other night versus the Rockets, but he or something like that. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. But he's fun in the clutch. Like he makes this team fun too. <laughs> Him and TJ yeah. Warren make the team very fun. Um, cause he popped like a deep three, and then he got a steal. And passed it out to Turner, uh, to Miles Turner, and he, and he hit a deep three to tie the game. And then uh, Brogdon hit uh, a floater to win the game. I, I did watch the end. So yeah. that was that was that was crazy. Um, and they got a good one against a really solid Pelicans team. Uh, I mean, who lost to the Hornets? But uh, they're <laughs> they're still they're still a good team, I guess. I mean, uh, and then the Rockets. That that was probably one of the best games uh the Pacers game probably one of the best Pacer games of the season so far if not the best uh because and, and it's simply because of their defense and they're so good because of their defense uh and Miles Turner had like eight nine blocks in that game or something uh yeah he's been great James they stopped they limited they limited James Harden uh he shot he, he did not shoot good uh and and they won the game so that was probably one of their best performances of the season. Uh, I hope they can keep it up. I hope their team can keep up the good work, I guess. I don't want to sound corny, but that's the best way to put it. And, uh, yeah, I, I know they lost the Suns today, but it's just one game. It's whatever. They're 6-3. and three. They'll bounce they've back. Been, they've been really good as a team so far. Um, yeah. I'm, it's not, I'm not even going to lie. They've been really good as a team. Um. The Pacers are going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be top. They're going to be top seven for sure. They're going to be battling for that sixth spot. And uh, we'll get into this later. But with a possible expansion, the play-in tournament is looking like a 1,000% a better idea. I really like it. Um, but yeah, a team that I, co- I compared the Pacers to. And it's looking like one of my worst takes uh, that I have on record to this point. I said the Raptors would be better than them. The Raptors are like one and eight. I told you. I told you they were not going to be good. And I told you why. Because Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul both left the team. That was simple. I was like, there's no way they're going to do anything significant in the season because they don't have good bigs. Like Aaron Baines, come on now. Um, What's his name? Uh, Boucher. Yeah. uh, I know Serge Ibaka and Gasol were getting older. And they had to give money to Van Vliet, but still, they should have done something about that. Yeah, um, should have convinced them Siakam's or something. Been bad. Yeah, uh, I like how the team. I like how the team took measures and they benched him for that game. Um, they just he he was doing something. I think because he fouled out in like every game he had played, and he he just walked off the four. Um, early in the game or something he fouled out like the early fourth quarter he just walked off the court walked to the locker room they benched him the next game they didn't let him play i like that by the team he he's he's your superstar which is kind of rough because i wouldn't consider him a superstar he's he's their best he i don't know how to put this he's not their he should be their best player um but he's just not very impactful he's not great at anything He's just solid at everything, but he's not great at anything. And Kyle Lowry, as much as he has, he is such a staple of Toronto Raptors uh, basketball. He's probably gonna go. Uh, Kyle Lowry's probably gonna have to go because, at the end of the day, he's he could be he could have so much value on a team that's trying to win a championship. He's he, he's a hefty price to pay. Um, but he could be so valuable as a mentor or something for another team. All right, now moving on to your favorite team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they, even though they had a COVID scare and uh, played with like seven players, Tyrese Maxey dropped 40. 
Even my guy, T-Max. I mean, they, they they lost by 12 points. Surprisingly. They had seven players, and their best player was Dwight Howard, who was playing point guard minutes. I mean, that's a win for me. 12, I expected them to get blown out by 40. Jamal Murray looked like he didn't want to play. They just weren't playing hard on the Pelicans team. They took this game to experiment, which I kind of respect. But Tyrese Maxey, Isaiah Joe, B-Ball, Paul, Paul Reed had a great game. Uh, Dakota Mathias, one of the coolest names in the NBA. Um, his name is Dakota Mathias, like South Dakota, and his last name is Mathias. One of the best names in the NBA. Okay. Dakota Mathias had a great game. <laughs> I... Tony Bradley, Tony Bradley, out of all people, played good minutes because Dwight Howard. I knew he would be getting in foul trouble. I thought he was going to foul out in the first half, but they didn't let him. Uh, he was the leader. Danny Green played played competent basketball. He wasn't playing Lakers, Danny Green. He was doing good. Solid player. He's been good so far for this team. Um, I liked what I saw in this game when they didn't have their stars. Um, they've had a good defense, but on the second half of back-to-backs, it's been rough. Um, who are they playing where they just lost to? Uh, uh, no, 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 before that. They just, they have, they've run a two- Oh, they have also the, uh, the Nets. The Nets, right, yeah. The Nets, I had a brain for it. The Nets without Katie and Kyrie, that was a bad game. Coming off of the second game of a back-to-back, of a tough back-to-back, that's the only. I'm not gonna make excuses, but they came off a tough back-to-back. Their first game, uh, Bradley Beal dropped 60 on them, and that's a rough game in itself. But it's Bradley Beal. He's one of the best players in the NBA. It's kind of hard to contain him. So I'm just gonna leave it kind of at that. They're they need to get better at playing on the second half of back-to-backs because when it play when it comes to playoff games, you're gonna have a tough game every night, and if you can't play two tough games in a row, that's not a recipe for success. So hopefully they can clean that up. I've liked Doc Rivers coaching so far a lot. I've really liked Doc Doc Rivers coaching better than Brett Brown. T Max is the goat, um, and Dakota Mathias, best name in the NBA. <laughs> Uh yeah they they play great um and oh for and Tobias Tobias was player of the week oh yeah he had he was like he had twenty three and eight rebounds two blocks Embiid was arguably better but we'll give it to Tobias Harris keep it with the Sixers um wrap <laughs> it up to them uh Embiid is at the top of the MVP race according to Basketball Reference I think. Kia, their MVP ladder, they have LeBron up there and Embiid's like three or four. Um, but Embiid's been playing great. Hope I'm I'm not even gonna say that word that starts with an I and ends with a Y, because that's not gonna happen to Joel Embiid this season. Um so yeah, uh they've been playing good. It's it's I've been opt it's been optimistic as a fan. And they haven't let us down so far. The only time they let us down, they came off a guy dropping 60, and they played with seven G League-level players and rookies. So, um, good team so far. Hopefully, uh, all this protocol gets back. Seth Curry gets back. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel get back, and hopefully that's all right. Don't forget about uh, the game versus the Nets. I don't want to talk about it. They <laughs> came you off completely a tough... skipped over it. You completely no, no, I didn't. skipped no, I over didn't. it. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You, you said came off a came off a dude dropping sixty and played with seven players that played good. <laughs> yeah, they came off a game dropping sixty and they got lit up by Karis Levert and Joe you, Harris. There we That's go. That's all I have to say. There they got go. lit up by Joe Harris uh, and Karis Levert and uh, TLC. He has another one of the best names in the NFL in the NBA. <laughs> Timothy. Luau Cabarro. I, I enjoy that moment saying his name. Timothy Luau Cab- Cabarro. That's a great name, too. Um, that, team's, that team's good. They have a better, they have one of the best supporting cast for a team with two stars like that that I've ever seen. Speaking of the Nets, let's move over to them. They have been playing arguably the best basketball uh, for an NBA team so far. Yeah, that team is my championship pick. 
I, I know. Uh, no, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers are gonna turn it up in the playoffs. Just wait. I'm just, just wait. From what I've seen so far, if I didn't know LeBron and Anthony Davis were playoff killers and that team did great in the playoffs last year, from what I've seen this regular season, if everybody's just playing the same, the Nets win the championship for me. But you know, though. I, but I do, I know. But I'm just gonna say it like that. That's a horrible explanation that I just gave. But Karis LeVert is great. Joe Harris is that spot-up shooter that every championship needs. They have a true point guard, which is one of the Clippers' biggest flaws. Kyrie Kyrie Irving's not super, super of a true point guard, but he can facilitate the ball. He does true point guard type things. And they have a coach who has been great. Steve Nash has been a great coach this year. Um, That's one of the main reasons they beat the Sixers. It was great coaching, but a lot of their players stepped up to the challenge. Um... So, yeah, uh, I really commend the Steve Nash signing. I was kind of questioning at first. He kind of seemed unqualified uh, just off the surface level. coming from the, in, from the outside in, he kind of seemed unqualified. But I've liked what I've seen from what he's done with this team. I liked what he's done with his team. Yeah, same. And I think the Nets have been playing really great basketball. Without Katie and Kyrie, I know Katie got exposed to the virus and I know he got the virus like this summer or last summer. Yeah, I think he can actually come back on Sunday. Okay. I think he, if he doesn't come back Sunday, it'll be the, either be the Monday or the Tuesday game. But he should be back for the next game. Okay. And Kyrie, he uh, he just didn't feel like playing against the Sixers. That's that's some of the. If if I could do that, I I I, I just don't want to record a podcast this week. I I, <laughs> I just don't want to. Um, Sometimes you have to feel like that, and I respect them for just saying it like that and not making an excuse. I know, no, they said personal reasons at first, <laughs> uh, and then and then they had a source, and they taught they were able to get in contact with him, and he said, "I simply don't feel like playing." Yeah, I mean, that man, that, I mean, that's that was that was a mix of stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I, I saw, that's what I was just about to say. That's a mix of being a boss. And being being a savage, like said, it's a mix of. That. I don't want to play. I mean, I'm just trying to chill at the crib. That's what he said. So I, <laughs> I I don't blame him. Sometimes you just don't feel like playing. They got the win. If they got blown out, then that's kind of a question. But but they got the win over a good team too. So um, he he just wanted to watch the game from his house, I guess. Yeah. Um. Another two teams, I'm going to kind of put them into one uh, bubble. The Knicks and what's that team? The Pistons. Jeremy Grant has been great in his superstar role. Um, he's He dropped 30 against the Suns, and they got a big win. They had a, t- had a great series against the Celtics. They snagged one out of the, the two games that they played against the Celtics. Uh, I liked what I saw from him as a player. And from Derrick Rose and Josh Jackson as them being, they're a good unit together. Uh, I like that team. They're, I don't think that they're going to be at the bottom of the East. I re- that's really going to be interesting because the Cavs with Sexland, um, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton have been good. The Knicks have been good. R.J. Barrett has been good, and Julius Randle has been good. Uh, and the in the Pistons, all three of them are better than bottom of the East right now. And it's good to see bad teams not being bad. So I wonder who's going to be at the bottom of the uh, of the East this season. Hopefully it's not the Bulls. The, the Bulls haven't, have been the worst, the weakest team. They've kind of been inconsistent, but they had a good game against the, the Lakers the other day. Speaking of series, what do you think about these series when they're playing like two games at a time in one city? I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it kind of brings a new whole feel to the league but it's smart it limits travel and you can make immediate coaching adjustments i i find it pretty interesting yeah i think it's pretty smart and uh and yeah i think i think it's smart and i know we didn't really talk about it much when they said that it would happen but it's cool seeing teams play back-to-backs against each other Mm -hmm. um like if you lose one game you get redemption you know because um, they're humans, so think, too. Like, they're just sitting in one yeah. city for, like, a day at a time, and they're just going across the country. Like, that jet lag can catch up to you. 
but being able to sit down in one city for three days at a time, play two games, uh, I like the idea. It's pretty cool as a as a fan, uh, just to see two games back to back. That's one thing I I like about baseball, how um, they're playing three games or in the basketball terms, it'll be two games against the same team. It it, it adds a lot to the game. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, I do too. And I sounded so weird just saying that, but uh, now we, I know we're just talking about, uh, or I know you were just talking about what teams would be at the bottom of uh, the Eastern Conference. Now, something that the NBA has been talking about is um, expanding the league. Yes. And Seattle, uh, Seattle and Las Vegas have both bid two point five billion dollars each, each, each for NBA teams. I like it. Move. What would it be? Geographically, it was like we said Memphis and, and New Orleans. Yeah, Memphis and either New Orleans or Minnesota to the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But probably New Orleans. New Orleans and Memphis are right under each other. Um, yeah. I think it, the, it makes the Western Con- I mean, the Eastern Conference as good as the Western Conference. If Yeah, I mean, but we don't know about the... Uh, the expansion teams, like how does that stuff work? It's, you get to protect eight or nine guys, something like that, and they have a draft. Everybody else is in the pool, and mm. uh, so you get to protect eight or nine guys. Say a deep team. I'm just gonna pick the Sixers for example. Say they don't protect Danny Green, right? Um, if they don't protect Danny Green, and they also don't protect a player like Dwight Howard. If Danny Green gets selected, it's just a back and forth. There's two teams in the draft. If Danny Green doesn't get selected, or if Danny Green gets selected, sorry, um, then Dwight Howard is off the board, from my understanding, from messing around with it in 2K. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm confused. I'm so confused. Only so- one player from each team can get taken. Oh, I, I'm, I I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So yeah, uh, one player from each team can get taken. So a deep, a really deep team like the Nuggets, they might not protect uh, Vlako Chanchar, right? He gets picked, and they also don't protect Michael Porter Jr. So then Michael Porter Jr. automatically and everybody else that they didn't protect automatically goes back to the team. Okay, I see. I want to talk about the Kings. They're down by 25 or 26 right now against the um, Portland Trailblazers. They've been an interesting team. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, probably my favorite rookie aside from T-Max, Tyrese Maxey. Um, I I just like how he plays. He plays kind of like me. Like um, you? And he's a fun person, personality. Um, like you? Yeah, he. That's what I want to play like. I'm kind of bad at basketball, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know you were good at basketball. No, I'm actually really bad at basketball. I'm kind of bad at basketball, but like, um, if I was good, if my skill set was elevated, I would be like Tyrese Max. I mean, mm-hmm. not not Tyrese Max, Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. Uh, I like him as a player. He's he was stepping up when De'Aaron Fox was out, and. They've been inconsistent. Hassan Whiteside hasn't got minutes. He's getting minutes now, but he hasn't got that many minutes. Doesn't make sense. Um, and Bagley, Bagley. Bagley wants out, and his dad is being like LeVar Ball. And he said, get this man out of uh, Sacramento. But Bagley is bad. Yeah. So what are you going to you, you trade from? I think he's injured now, too. So what are you going to trade Bagley for? Um... They're not gonna, they're not gonna get much for him, so it's just gonna be interesting to see because that trade is probably gonna happen by the deadline to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, um, Marvin Bagley, I remember watching him in college with Duke, and I thought he was actually good. He was great in college. I thought he was. I thought he was gonna be like a unstoppable force in the NBA. Uh, but in it, whenever a dad gets involved with stuff, you know it's bad. Like you know stuff is really bad but yeah now moving on to uh markel fultz unfortunately he tore his acl uh it was kind of a scary it was kind of a scary injury uh and his leg just like 
folded underneath them. It, yeah, it seems like with the Magic, they always get off to a good start. But it, it's always something in their way from elevating them to not in the next level, but like elevating them to each and every level to become a solid NBA team. Uh, and, you know, getting off to good starts is usually smart um, in, in basketball or in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But it's... I mean, it's just like this all every season they start off great, and then there's just something holding them back each and every year. And this year, it's Markel Fultz tearing his ACL. Yeah, people say the first 10 games in the NBA don't matter at all. It kind of does. It's a first impression. First impressions are important. That's, that's just how everything in life really is. First impressions are very, very important. And... If a team gets off to a good start, people are going to notice that. Granted, you shouldn't take that as how the rest of the season's going to play out, but it is important in its own right. Um, so I wish more people would tune into these games and figure out what's going on. But the, that Markel Fultz injury was scary. I hope he can get, get better soon. Yeah, same. I hope he has a speed recovery. I know he just signed an extension. Uh, three years, $50 million, I think. Uh, so yeah, I mean, even though I don't, I know you don't really like him, and I mean, I'm I don't want to say that. I don't want to do that. But not like him, not like him. You know what I'm saying? But like, like yeah. I know you wanted them to draft someone else. It's just like it, it wasn't a smart move, and the Sixers used to be just terrible uh, in the front office and could never get anything right. I mean, they got Embiid and Simmons back to back, but so that's that's a, that's obviously something. But just. Their moves have been really bad, but Daryl Morey stepping in, being one of the best GMs in the NBA. I that's think a I good told sign you, I said things to come. I think I, uh, I was texting you and I said I love Daryl Morey. You did. Because, I was like, what are you, what are you talking it about? It was the night Seth Curry dropped thirty or twenty-eight. I think it might have been against the Wizards. It was yeah, it was before that, or um, I think it was that Wizards game. Time has flown. Um, but Seth Curry dropped 28, and Elton Brand would have just kept Josh Richardson. He wouldn't have yeah. looked to trade for better shooters around him. He was looking for bigger names, and the Josh Richardson deal looks like a W for the Sixers. Danny Green has been a solid player. He hasn't... People thought uh, the Sixers lost that trade. They got off the Al Horford contract. Horford just didn't fit with the team. He's not great anymore. Um, so I liked what they did this offseason. They very much improved. Doc Rivers and Tobias Harris worked together really well. So I've liked what I've seen. Yeah. Um, and the Sixers have, have just completely turned around this process. Uh, and that trust the process stuff, that was cool. But they really like, they've really actually been progressing. Uh, and I know they had this scare, but they've been really progressing. Now, moving on to the Bucks and Clippers, uh, they are probably the two most inconsistent teams in the in the NBA. And the Clippers are the most inco- in, inconsistent team in. Oh my gosh! In most incons, the Clippers are the most inconsistent NBA team right now. Maybe top five of all time. Because it's just like one night they're firing on all cylinders and another night they're losing by 50 points to the Mavericks who don't have Porzingis. So, Charles, what do you think about the Clippers? And, I mean, in terms of the Bucks, I, they have Giannis and I know they're just – I think they're coasting through the regular season. Yeah. So, is this something that we need to be worried about in terms of the Bucks? And with the Clippers, I know it's something that we need to be worried about. And how do they change this? How do they change the culture? Uh in LA and then with the Bucks, you know, that's whatever. I'm going to start off by giving, I'm not even going to disrespect him. I'm going to call him by his name, Paul George. Give him his respect. His worst game was against the Mavericks and he dropped 15. That's not a horrible game. It was on a bad shooting night, but the team was just bad that night. But Paul George has been good. I think he's averaging like 27 points or something. He's been good. Um, I like to see that from him. He, he's come out and been a good NBA player, a great NBA player at that. And Kawhi Leonard, he he's had his mouth la- laceration. He got busted up. 
He's been looking like a whole serial killer with that mask on. Um, but I that their weakness is the point guard spot. I wish Kyle Lowry was on a ve- a way smaller contract because he would be nice for that team. Um, but yeah, I Kyle Lowry for, with the Clippers would be really good. I think he's already played with Kawhi. Um, Paul George shouldn't be that hard to add on with him. Um, so I think that would work, but the con- contractually, that just wouldn't. He's uh, Kyle Lowry has like $35 million a year, um, so that wouldn't work. But they need a true point guard, and they're going to have to look to get one of those guys. And the Bucks, Mike Budenholzer is kind of the problem. Yeah. Uh, because... Budenholzer, he just he doesn't adapt at all. So he he just plays his way, and if his way doesn't work, he's not gonna change it. He's just I'm gonna play my way, and this is how we're gonna play. So I don't. They must have he must have a great relationship with Giannis, where they just value those regular season wins because he has been a good coach record wise, but he just if you watch the games he just it it's hard to see him coach because he's just stubborn he doesn't change what he's doing at all yeah i agree in terms of the bucks but with the clippers we've said for the longest they need a better true point guard or traditional whatever you want to call it like at least straight for something like a ricky rubio like come on now starting patrick beverly i mean i'd say run him as a six man um but I'd say trade for someone like a Ricky Rubio at least because you need someone that can facilitate for your two stars. Like, it's like you don't even need to get a star. Just get someone um, who's average, who could facilitate, who doesn't really need to score, doesn't really need the ball in his hands that much, but can get your shooters open and get Kawhi and Paul George better looks or even better looks than they are than they already have been getting. Uh, but yeah, this Clippers team is just so inconsistent. They lose. They they lose. Uh, well, they beat the Warriors one night, locked down Curry to 13 points, and then they lose to uh, they uh, they up they're up by 22 the next night, and then lo- and then blow the lead and lose. Right. And it's it seems like with the Clippers, they're always blowing a lead. Uh-huh. It, it's like it's like well not always but no you're right you can never trust the, you can never trust them with a big lead uh-huh and yeah that team they should be great but every team that's won a championship in the past few years has had a good true point guard Kyle Lowry right. for the Raptors LeBron for all of LeBron's teams with the Warriors it was probably Draymond he's was that facilitator for the team every championship team needs a facilitator and a player that that's what their best skill is um so so yeah i think that is what they are lacking at and the whole nba world knows it but they haven't i don't i'm not gonna say they haven't looked to get it but they haven't got it yet and once they get it we should be looking at them more as a a championship contender they really are now but i even more so once they get that piece yeah. Uh now moving on to Lamelo Ball. He has really he's really been playing good these last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's really stepped it up from his first poor performances or first couple games in the NBA. Uh now he they just played the Pelicans last night and then he dropped a triple he had a drip, he had a triple double tonight like 22 points like 12 rebounds and 11 assists which is crazy. Especially for a rookie, he was the youngest player to ever have a triple double. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonzo did it a few years ago. Then, uh, what's his name? Markel passed that, and now Lamelo, and then Luca did it, and then now um, Lamelo is the youngest player to ever record a triple double. Nineteen, nineteen years and one hundred and forty days. So good for him. Yeah, and. Now, uh, Anthony Edwards has also been playing really well, really well, and the Timberwolves they were just in an overtime filler versus the Spurs, mm-hmm. uh, and 
Cat is really important, and he what he did return in this game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he returned in this game. Uh, but they still lost. Uh, and Demar Derozan dropped 40. So I think one th- I really wanted to talk about this team because he is so important to that team. When uh, we if we expect I expected Cat to come back so much later than he actually did. So, because they were bad. D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, as good of the stats that they were putting up, it wasn't contributing wins. They were 2-0 with Cat. Then they lost six straight games without him. He came back. They had a great game. Um, but they ended up losing. And now they're 2-7. and seven. So, they're going to be towards the bottom of that Western Conference. Because I, I could, they could move up a little but i don't see them as playoff contenders this year yeah and i thought that they would be uh because they got anthony edwards and got d'angelo russell but somebody's you know, gonna have to always next season. somebody it, they can they're gonna have to have one of their players like d'angelo russell's really gonna have to step up a lot more when cat's out or if it, hopefully he's not out for much more but if Cat's out, he's going to have to be able to be that guy and lead them to a win as opposed to just putting up empty stats. I'm going to say it, empty stats. Right. Uh, now, moving on to the Phoenix Suns, they have been playing really well. Uh, just beat the Pacers. They're now 7-2. and two. Have been playing really good basketball. I know they lost to the Clippers like on, on New Year's Eve. Or, yeah, on New Year's Eve. Uh but they've still been playing really well regardless. And uh, I don't know if there was a sense of doubt when Chris Paul came, like, but we didn't really, I don't think we really expected them to be as good as they are. this good. Yes, this good. Cause like when stars join new teams, usually they just have to get, they have to get used to the system and everything. And especially uh, in this COVID time or whatever, uh, Chris Paul joined the team Re- like very recently, like more recent than um, NBA players who who get traded or signed with different teams usually get between with, with teammates in the off season to the regular season. So I think that he, I guess he's a- adjusted really well, even though he's not really putting up great stats. He's so impactful. He, yeah, he's a very impactful player and has really helped the Suns in terms of leadership and uh, just playing great basketball. So. Uh, shout out to them because they've really been playing yeah, Devin well. Booker is now one of my favorite players in the NBA. Earlier in his career, he, he was scoring the ball. He was getting his, and the team was just losing. But now you see he doesn't want to lose, and he wants to win. So he's molded his game up to be able to win basketball games. And Monty Williams is that coach for this team. He, he forces the – well – I'm not going to say he forces because the offense is really fluid, but they move the ball around so much. And I think they led the league in assists per, assist per game as a team last year. And there was a possession in this game um, where they had so many good shots that they could take, but they moved the ball around and got a great shot. That's what, what the announcers were saying. But it's so evident. They can go to the basket there's a good shot at the rim but there's an open guy in the corner they're gonna pass it out and that's great basketball and i really enjoy watching the suns team yeah i enjoy watching them also they've been playing really great basketball uh and i'm excited to see what the future holds for them in terms of this year uh and how far they get into the playoffs and if they're a top five team in the west i think they will be um but moving on to a team out in the East, the Boston Celtics, they have been playing solid basketball. I won't say great, but they've been playing solid basketball. They've been playing a couple basketball. of losses. Good basketball. I, solid, good. I think that's like the same okay. thing. Okay. Well, yeah. They've been playing good basketball. Uh, Brown was... Good is generic. What you know? did you say? Good is... Like saying like you're playing right. good basketball is kind of generic. It's They're playing above average basketball. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown was that guy at the beginning of the year. Tatum was struggling. Tatum's now found his groove. There was a question, like, earlier in the season, through, like, three or four games, is Brown the best player on this team? He's not, but he was playing like it. Um, 
But now Jason Tatum has really found his footing. And both of those guys averaging 20 plus points a game, around 24 points a game is really nice to see. I like that team. And Peyton Pritchard had a big game against, who do you have the game winner against? Oh, the The Heat. Heat. All right, we'll talk about them next. But he had a big offensive rebound and game winner against that team on national television, making his name heard. He was a great player in college, but making his name heard. uh, I like him as a rookie. He's been great in Kemba's absence. Maybe Kemba even gets moved because they played great without him. Um, Yeah, that team's played pretty good. They've had some rough losses, but they played pretty good as a team. They need one more guy. Kimball Walker. I mean, yes, yes. They, they, that's the simple answer. Yeah, they need Kimball Walker back. But they, yeah. but like Peyton Pritchard, I've liked, I've liked what I've seen from him in the absence of Kimball Walker. Yeah. So. I I do, but Kimball Walker's better to say the least, and they, I'd say they'd be. Obviously, they'd be better off with him. Well, yeah, they'd be better off with him. And uh, I don't think they should ship him. But well, if they ship him, they should get some good in return. Because yeah. I think they need a guy. A, he's he's a star. Um, and uh, having that third star alongside Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown works sometimes, but it doesn't work other times. Uh, but I think that they, they, they don't think they need it, but it really helped. Uh, if they if they had Kimball Walker alongside Jason Tatum and Jalen and, and Jalen Brown, I don't know if this would work financially. You might have to edit some of the things. But around the trade deadline, this probably wouldn't work financially. But the Celtics trade Kemba Walker to the Detroit Pistons for Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin. Uh, I don't Blake Griffin runs small ball five for them. Do you think that works? Or not, not financially. They need to add another player to like balance yeah, it out. Yeah, they have to make it like 10 or 15 million dollars. Um but the idea of the trade, do you what what do you think about that? Uh I I say that that's interesting. They just have to add another player, but uh adding Blake Griffin to help out with your forward position, that help. Well, I mean no, because well, J- well Jalen Brown wants shooting guard. Jalen Brown wants shooting guard. Tatum wants small forward. They have uh, Derrick Rose at point guard or Pritchard, and then have that that yeah have that Pritchard dude at point guard, and then have Derrick Rose coming off the bench. Blake Griffin at power forward. Thompson at center. Tice off the bench. That's that's an ideal starting lineup in two pretty solid six men and six and seven men or whatever you, or whatever you call it. Um, yeah, so that would be interesting. I just don't know how it'd work out financially. Yeah, and I really now that I'm thinking about it, it wouldn't really make sense for the Pistons because they just spent pretty high draft pick on a point guard, and bringing in a superstar point guard wouldn't necessarily be great and a great confidence boost for them. Right. So no, that wouldn't happen. Um, but what I was going to say uh, was, uh, what if? The Celtics just, well, I don't want to get too deep into this, but what if the Celtics signed good role players instead of signing Kimball Walker to that big deal? What good role players would they have signed? Well, well, just that, that class is pretty stacked, the free agency 2019, class. Yeah. Right? yeah, 2019, sign and trade for Rozier, who has been great for the Hornets. Mm. Um, Who would they have? Yeah, I mean, they've been fine without him. He hasn't. He he's he's a great player. He's an all star player. So he's an all star player. So of course they're better without him, or they're better with him. But without him, they're still a great team. Uh, so he he hasn't been that much of a difference maker. So yeah, if they signed good role players and like a better center. So I believe that that's the year they lost Al Horford. So if they sign a better center to replace him, yeah, that probably would have been the smarter decision. Yeah. Um. Now moving on to uh, two players that have really been playing solid or re- playing great basketball. Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant have both been playing really well. Charles, uh, what do you think about these two guys? Well, I want to talk about Christian Christian Wood now. He is, even though he's he has missed a couple games, um, he for the games that he's played, he's really helped out the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't want to say he's a good replacement for Capella because Capella left in like the middle of the season, got traded in the middle of the season. But he's been that power forward slash center that the Rockets have wanted, and they got him for relatively cheap. I don't know why the Pistons didn't want to pay him more than $8 million and gave that to Mason Plumley. Like, I, I don't understand that. That's that's confusing. That's confusing. And that's dumb. Just straight up. The wh- whoever is the Pistons GM, you gotta go. That's not this ain't your job. Go to something else. This is not your job. Go to go to some business stuff or whatever. Cause being an NBA GM, like <laughs> I might be overreacting, but you should assign Christian Wood. Uh re-sign Christian Wood and instead of signing instead of signing all those power forwards um, to your team. Now, uh, in terms of the signing of Jeremy Grant, it's been a solid one. Charles, do you want to talk or expound on uh, Jeremy Grant's performance? Yeah, I, I kind of talked about it a, a, a good amount earlier. But yeah, he, he's been great, and it, he's been one of a he's approved every season from when he was a young kid with the Sixers to going on to being that guy last year with the Nuggets defensively taking big assignments and now he has been an all-star player I'm gonna say it he's been playing like an all-star player with the Pistons so far um hopefully hopefully he can keep it up because I like seeing new things happen. Um, and he's a great player. I really like him because he, he plays great defense but can step it up on offense. He wanted that money. He got that money. And he's he's done he's done better than uh Yeah, and he started off kind of slow. But it's nice to see him. Um, it's nice to see him, I, I guess, rebound from his poor start. If you want to call that, if you want to say it like that, uh, but yeah, moving on to uh, Jimmy Butler, he called out the Heat uh, for their poor performance. Yeah, he said they weren't playing hard enough. He said he said we're not playing hard enough. Jimmy Butler's going to keep it to the point with this team. They haven't been playing hard enough. Um, there's no way Peyton Pritchard should have gotten an offensive rebound over Bam Adebayo to win the game like that. Right. And right. I think Marcus Smart got an offensive rebound. They missed. Then Peyton Pritchard got a putback. Bam was there both times. Right. He's a great player, but he, he that's something you can't really give up. So what did hold on? What did Jim? Was Jimmy Butler playing in that game? He, he yes, he was. What did he put up? I'm not sure, but he hasn't been putting up. He hasn't been putting up amazing stats so far. I know that for certain. He had like two below five point games, and I think he was injured a, a little bit. No, yeah, he had twenty six points in that game. Sorry. Oh, okay. So yeah, he he had a good game. Uh, but so he shot nine for nineteen. Well, it's fifty percent. That's not that's bad. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't make a three though. He hasn't. He has not been making his threes. Uh, He's not year. a three point shooter. He hasn't made a single three all year. I mean, but in the bubble, he drops 40 without shooting a three um, yeah. in one game. He's, so he, he can do it without taking the three-point shot. He's 0 for 7. Oh, that's kind of... But that's not as bad as Ubre. So... Ubre has been taking two minutes. I'm very curious to see what he has. Um, But yeah, uh, the, the, the Heat have been a curious case. If they make the playoffs with a good enough seed... I have no doubt that they can do, they can make business happen. Um, but I'm looking up what Kelly Oubre has been putting up. Let's see, basketball reference. In the nine games, he's averaging 10 points. One block, one and a half steal, 0.6 of an assist, 5.5 rebounds, um, seven point, uh, 75% from the free throw line, 40, wait, 13 percent from three i know he was shooting like six percent like a couple games ago he, five, he had a good game uh, uh he had a good game a few days ago he's six for 45 so for three yeah on the season six for 45 oh. Oh my God. and 
the other day he, he had like he went like three for eight so he got his percentage up which is which uh i i that that puts his percentage up it, it was at five percent and then he went he went three for eight that's painful yeah that's oh that's rough that is <laughs> that's rough that's terrible yeah I'll, I'll shoot better than that <laughs> come on now like if 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 you wanted me to sit in the corner and brick some threes for you i'll do it yeah but i mean you get 15 million a year come yeah on, I, for 15 million i'll do that i'll do that he's been making he's been getting to the basket at least but that's not what they need him to do they need him to be a threat or a respectable player they need him to have gravity on the three-point line so um you know it's he hasn't been doing what they need him to do um the last thing i want to talk about is is on a more solemn note um but the the capital riots that happened this wednesday it's it's white supremacy at its finest i don't want to get into politics but the nba has been great at responding to things like this that's something i love about this organization this association they've been they've been able to respond to these things so well um i believe all those games that were played that night um everybody either locked arms during the national anthem kneeled or they were together in some form or fashion so it's great to see uh how they're all how they all band together so yeah um I think that's going to end it for this episode. Yeah. The title is going to be Free Bradley Beal. Free Bradley Beal. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace out. All right, all right guys. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. And uh, we'll be back probably next week. So stay tuned. Peace out.